God stands forever. And he said, he said, I am that I am. I am. And so he is the I am. So has he been the I am in your life? Amen. Amen. Uh, I just wondered this morning, is there anybody in the house that got some turkey to give away? Raise your hand. I was talking to a young person and said, listen, I said, I'll exchange my turkey for your turkey, but I will tell you probably it will taste the same. It will still be turkey. But isn't it wonderful? How many here were blessed and celebrated great Thanksgiving? Isn't it wonderful? Praise the Lord. We just thank God for his goodness and his greatness. This morning, before I move any further into the message or go to the message, I'd like to uh, ask that Calvin and Mary Beth Preston come on up here. I asked them if I would be able to do this this morning. We're very proud. Give them a round of applause. We're very proud of them and love them so very much. I mean, come on. Who can't, who can't help but love them for how great they are, how wonderful they are? Calvin and Mary Beth Preston, are, uh, they went through some training some teaching for ministry opportunities in the church and in the house. And in that training, they had gone through 80 hours of training and teaching, and then they went two days of extensive training to uh, Texas, uh, to the uh, XO conference, and they sat in all day, all day, all day teaching there, but then also the 80 hours of training and they have completed their, uh, their course and a certificate of completion of their study from the XO uh, Ministries. Some of you may be familiar with Jimmy Evans Ministries and Marriage and Marriage Support. And what they are, they are marriage mediators. And their opportunity is that they want to be able to help and encourage couples who are married here at the church. They have course material they have opportunity to be able to encourage you, maybe in your home front, to look at materials and look at videos and read and study and come together and give support to your marriage. And, you know, one thing about marriage, uh, longevity doesn't assure uh, perfection in marriage. Marriage is a continual work in progress if you ever find anyone in the church here, any couple in the church find yourself uh, you just having a little bit of trouble here, having difficulty connecting, being together, that this material and course material they have, and they are now mediators of this, uh, they can share with you and help you, and it will bless you. But we're so proud of them. But we as a church, we wanted, I want to uh, hand to them their certificate of completion uh, to them, had, they've met the requirements of marriage mediation through the XO Media, Mediator Institute. And so it's signed by Brent Evans, Chief Executive Officer, and Loretta Reed, who's a Mediator Director. And we want to congratulate you on your completion of that and certificate. And we're so proud. I tell you what, would you stand there, Leah? You get a shot with them holding this. God, me and my wife, well, this thing don't look tacky, does it? Okay. Okay, thank you, guys. Shake it. All right, thank you, guys. Give them a round of applause, and thank you. Thank you, Leah. I'd like for us to turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 and 29. 
I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation Bible. And I just, you know, just because Thanksgiving was last Thursday, we just, sometimes we have a tendency, even before Thanksgiving, we go into the message of the miracle season of Christmas, and we kind of, kind of, kind of push aside Thanksgiving and being thankful, but God, God wouldn't let me do that. And so I just want to share with you a little bit of words to encourage you, to bless you. And I believe that if you'll take heed to some of the things that I share with you today, that it will make a difference in your mindset and how you think and about Thanksgiving and how that it may be very well the key that will unlock the, uh, the uh, desire that you have for God to move in your life. Will you pray with me right now? Stretch your hand forward, would you, and help me here. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask you, Lord, that you anoint us, Lord, as we go into your word. Help me, God, to be of some value, a representative of you and what you want me to say, God. Anoint the power of the Holy Ghost. Anoint all of us, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to just keep talking about being thankful to him. Being thankful to him. We live in a culture where we do look to ourselves a lot. We take pictures of ourselves a lot. We post pictures about ourselves a lot. And, and many times, in many settings, we're the center of the setting of the picture. It may be a great place to be, a restaurant, whatever, and you've got the sign and you want to show you there, but then you're in the picture. You take a selfie of it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just want you to know that in our culture today, we're, we're really in a lot of stuff, you know. We're in a lot of uh, being focused upon ourselves. And, and God is so good to us, but I, I want us to be thankful to him. Be, uh, be thankful to him. It's, it's biblical. It's scriptural. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 and 29... It says this in the New Living Translation. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is, Noah, unshakable, that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. I like to read it in the Message Bible. It says it this way. Do you see what you've got an unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful, thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to be burned, and he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. God is actively involved into the lives of his people. Don't let the devil deceive you and think that you're doing this on your own. You're not. God is actively involved. The moment you said the name Jesus, God began to be actively involved into your life. The moment you accepted Christ as your Savior, 
He became Lord of your life, and he wants to be Lord of your life. Not that he's, he's got this ego trip that he's on, but he wants to be Lord of your life because it's the best thing we could ever have in our life is to have God and have the Lord, him to be Lord over our life. And, and how thankful we must be. Why? Because we're in an unshakable kingdom. We're in a consistent, unmovable kingdom. And if we're in that kingdom, then that, what does that make you and I? It makes us suddenly we're in the environment that's unshakable and unmovable and that God has given us the victory. And we just ought to be thankful about that. We ought to be thankful for how God has given us stability, how God has given us strength, how God has calmed our nerves and given us peace, how God has moved on the scene when it seemed like the whole world is falling apart around us. But here we are, here we stay, here we are, we're maintaining because we're in a kingdom that is unshakable and unmovable. The world out there might be losing its mind, but we got peace in the habitation of the Lord. And we're in an unmovable, unshakable environment. And I don't know about you, but I like that. I like that. <clears throat> the worst thing you could do to this boy is to get me in a little old shabby little boat and get up and stand up and start joking and shaking the boat because I don't know how to swim. And I'll be a hold on to that boat and I'll feel like maybe this thing might be secure. Hopefully I'll stay afloat. You know what I'm talking about. I like being in an ocean liner. I like being in something big, stable, secure. It's got stabilizer. It's going to take care of me, and I know I'm going to be fine. I can walk all over the place and don't have to worry about falling over the side. Anybody here in an unshakable, unmovable environment with the Lord? Anybody here believe that God's put you in a place like that? Well, will you please tell him thank you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you put me in this environment that's unshakable, unmovable. The psalmist said in Psalm 100, verse 4, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. <coughs> Be thankful to him and bless his name. God has a protocol on how he wants to be approached. He says, when you come into my presence, the first thing I want to hear out of your mouth is, thank you. Thank you. When we come through the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, he says, you can ask me, he says, you can ask me for anything, but first you thank and praise me for everything. You start thanking me first. Now, I know this is kind of weird. You know, it's kind of like when you get into the presence of God before we say, please, we say, thank you. Before we say, please, God, we say, thank you. Now, that's kind of opposite the way we were taught as children. I mean, we were taught as children, I don't know if you taught this way, but I was taught this way, that when I made a request from an adult, I was a child, I'd say, please, and then I was supposed to say, okay, thank you. <clears throat> and you keep raising your kids that way. If you're not raising your kids that way, get started. I, I let them say, please, and then say, thank you, because we, we don't want a house full of ingrates. You know what I mean? Mama knows. Mama knows. Child wants something. 
and, and stuff. I mean, it's like, you know, she'll come and bring it to himself. What are you supposed to say? Well, will you please, when they say grunt, and they say, we want this, this, that, and then she says, please, you're going to say please? Yes, I'll say please. Then before she hands it to him, now what are you supposed to say? Thank you. Thank you. Why is it that God our Father is, is totally, you know, he teaches something differently in his presence. He's opposite. He says, uh, he's, a, he's a different kind of father. I want you to first say thank you and then say please. Before you start praying and you, start, you and I start praying, say, oh, God, I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle. I need some, some wisdom. I need some guidance. Help me, God. You know, before you do that, come to God. Before you come to him with that, first say, thank you, God. Thank you before you ever make a request. Say, thank you. Oh, some of you look like I've lost my mind, but I haven't. I got some reasons. I thought about this. Why would you go through the gates with thanks? And enter his courts with praise. It's because this, God says, I want you to say thanks before you give a request. And why is that? I thought, well, why is it God that you want that? Why does God want us to thank him first before asking him anything? First of all, it's a reflection on God. A reflection on God. When you say thank you and start thanking him, it's a reflection on him of his reliability, his responsiveness, his unshakable kingdom. Thank you, God. I thank you, God, for who you are and what you've done. I thank you, God, that there was this and that in my life and you have moved and done the miraculous. I thank you, God, for this list of these things. You know what I'm talking about. You, every one of us got our own list and, and know exactly to be thankful. I thank you, God. Because when I was alone, you showed yourself, I realized I wasn't alone. I thank you, God, that when I was weak, you gave me strength. I thank you, God, that you're just on you giving him thanks. The second reason is this. It causes, when we're saying thanks to God first, it causes a reaction inside of us. If you're a child of God, it causes something to churn inside of you the moment you start thanking your God and something starts clicking about a path that you've been walking in, uh, 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 results as being a child of God in your life. Your experience upon experience, it starts clicking. Something starts happening when you start thanking God before you start asking. You start thanking him. you thanking God. I thank you that you provided the baptism of the Holy Ghost and your word declares it. I thank you, God, that you're going to fill me with the Holy Ghost. I thank you, God, that you're going to move in this and that. And I thank you, God, for what you've done because, God, I know you're going to do something else. It causes a reaction inside of us. It's like if he did it once, he'll do it again. You know, it just something starts moving. God moved at this moment. I know he's going to move again. I, I, God answered this, uh, answered that. Uh, I know he's going to take care of this matter. It's just something happens of reaction within us. In, in other words, I'd like to say it this way. I'll be thinking when I'm thinking. You'll be thinking when you're thinking. I'm going to say again so you walk out of here with that phrase. You'll be thinking when you're thinking. Because when you start thinking, where's the battlefields ahead anyway? The devil attacks your mind, your, your thoughts, and everything. but you have to start thinking when you start thinking. 
and you're thinking and you realize that suddenly you declared the name of the Lord. You speak the attributes of God. You speak of what God has done. You declare, and before you know it, you don't. You say, wow, I'll just start quoting this scripture, and I'll start throwing this in here because I'm thanking him. It's like it's putting him in the first and foremost and not ourselves. Because if we're busy doing the asking and not the thanking, what happens when we're thanking? It's God who is high and lifted up. It is God who is magnified and glorified. When we thank him, when we're asking, it's me that is in trouble and me that's got this problem and me that needs to be bailed out and me with this. But when we start thanking God, it's God in the forefront, God up above, God at the back door, front door. It's God all over this place it's God because you're starting you're thinking when you're starting to thank God knows us better than what we are what we even know ourselves he knows us he knows how we tick we got all you know it's not it's not so much doubt it's distraction we're so filled with the world of distraction everything's getting in the way busy schedules you ask someone how they're doing this, I'm busy. I'm busy. I, I say nine times out of ten, that's the answer you'll get out of someone. You say, well, how's it going? How, how are you doing? I'm busy. I'm busy. Well, the whole world is, is busy, okay? The whole world, that means God's people, the devil, if he's not the master of deception, he'll be the master of distraction. He'd love to get you distracted. And, and life itself gets you distracted. You got things to do, responsibilities. You got children. You have this and that coming at you. You can be distracted. But when you start thinking, you start thinking. And you start thanking God for who he is and what he can do. I challenge you, to, if this will revolutionize your prayer life, then do it. You start thanking God before you ever start asking. And what will happen is that there will be something that will rise up in you that I'll be thinking when I'm thinking. It's kind of a rehearsal. It's a rehearsal. It's a faith builder. It's a rehearsal. It's a refresher course of what the Lord has done and what God will do. The devil don't like it when you start talking about what God has done because you start believing what God will do. He doesn't like it when you rehearse your testimonies and your experiences with him. He doesn't like it, especially when you're about ready to ask God something because he knows something inside of you is happening and faith is rising up inside of you and you know that your God is able. And if he did it before, he'll do it again because God doesn't change. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. I've seen your past. I know how you've been so messed up. And I know that even you right now are somewhat messed up. But I will tell you that if you'll believe in me, have faith in me. If you'll give me thanks, what I've done in the past is not to be compared to what I'll do in the present and the future. 
if you'll just focus on me and you'll recognize what I'm able to do and allow in your thankfulness the faith to rise up in you in memory, stirring up by way of remembrance what I've done and what I can do and who I am and who you are in me. For I'm your God and I love you and I desire for you to discover and know the power that you have in my kingdom. Whether you will live and walk in an unshakable condition, being strong and mighty, being full and excited, being full with my life, my kind of life that just flows through you and it touches other people. Know and understand that I'm your God, that I love you, and that you just need to reach out to me and recognize me, remember me, rehearse me and what I've done, and I will begin to do great things in your life. I am not a million miles away. I'm here. I'm here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Blessed be your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We just lift your hands and praise him right now. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. <laughs> Give him thanks. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I love you. I love you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 First Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus in you. I, what, in everything give thanks. I want you to get a clear understanding of what this verse really is saying here. God is not sadistic. There are terrible things that happen in the lives of Christians. He doesn't want you to give thanks for abuse or loss or tragedy. I mean, God's not sadistic. He doesn't want us to give thanks for the circumstances around us. In other words, one translation says give thanks in all circumstances. What he's saying here, what the writer is saying here, what... Paul is writing here, he's saying, listen, we give thanks in everything because Christ is with us through everything. Because Christ is with us through everything. That's why we give thanks in everything. Give thanks in Christ Jesus concerning you. Today, some of you have faced pain in the past. And today, you praise the Lord that even in that circumstance of loss, or discouragement, or fear, or, or, or terrifying experience. You now raise your hands and you give thanks to him because the Lord was with you. The event still happened, but somebody was in the midst of the fire. I mean, the, the, the persecution was still there, the fear and, and the concern still there, but somebody was in the midst 
of you, and it was Jesus Christ. And you and I, we need to give thanks to him in everything. Give thanks in Christ Jesus concerning you. Don't give thanks for every circumstances because you're not nuts and you're not crazy. But you give thanks because the Lord is with you in and through every circumstance of your life. In everything, give thanks in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's an involved God. That's a loving Savior. He loves us and he, he's with us. He, he said, I'll never leave you in Hebrews 13. I'll never leave you or, nor forsake you. I'm with you. In other words, give thanks to him because he's with me. He doesn't leave me. He's with me. He's with me. That's why a Christian going to the chopping block, going to lose their head, will go and lay down and lose their life, but give God thanks because Jesus is with them no matter what. We live in uh, perilous times. We live in an environment with now becoming more and more spirit of antichrist in our environment around us. Uh, but give thanks. Give thanks in Christ Jesus concerning you and I because we're going to go through it. We're going to be in it because Jesus is going to be in it and Jesus is going to come back after us. Uh, the rapture is going to take place. No guarantees of no persecution that's never been in the Bible there. The rapture, pre-trip rapture is not this rescue thing of get away with everything and nothing's going to happen. You and I may have in the New Testament like the New Testament saints did. Stand up for Jesus. Jesus, testify of Jesus in an antagonistic world that hates the Lord and hates us because we love Jesus. Jesus said, the world will hate you because of me. But I want to, he said, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The overcomer is in our presence. The overcomer is in our circumstances. Victory is standing before us because Jesus is in every circumstance. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just simply thankfulness is never invisible or silent. I got a lot more, but I'm not going to go that direction. But thankfulness is never invisible or silent. The Bible says in Luke 4 and, uh, 6 and 45, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Another translation says it this way, out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. When our hearts are thankful, it will overflow in our mouths. We'll talk. We'll share about it. God wants you to bless your days and not to curse what he's blessed. Don't curse what's blessed. Some of you pray, prayed. I need, I need a woman in my life. I need a wife, a good woman in my, my life, and a good wife. And a few years pass by, and next thing you know, we're complaining. Or you're complaining about that woman in your life. You, oh, I, we go reverse here, okay, because women get picked on. Some of you women praying, I need a man in my life. Well, let me tell you this. Ladies, if you haven't found anybody yet, the most important man is Jesus. 
you know, you need Jesus. Let him, let him take care of these matters. But you need Jesus. I need a man in my life. And then Prince Valiant comes around riding on his steed. And he looks so great. And his hair is waving. And looks like just right and perfect. And he even has a job. <laughs> you jump in and you say, I do. You go and get married a few years later. You realize that you married Satan's brother-in-law. I'll let you work that out. <laughs> yeah. And you realize, oh, my God. Oh, I can't believe it. She's so bad. He's so bad. Just this blah, 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 blah. You're blessing what God, you're cursing what God's blessed, brought in your life. You need to pray and seek God, God to change you. See, God does answer prayer. He changes, and maybe he's just going to change you so you can handle it. Maybe he's not so bad, and maybe she's not so bad. But don't curse what God's blessed. He's answered your prayer, praise him for it. I'm going to close with this, but you know, I, I look at the keyboard, and another thing about thankfulness, thankfulness sustains a blessing. You want to hold on to blessing, be thankful. You get blessed, be thankful. And thank over and over and over again. They say, I kind of learned maybe in some human relations and dealing with people is that when you thank someone, you need to say at least three times a, a, a part of why you're thankful for what they've done or given you so they really get the message that you're thankful because you want to bring it across. You want to sustain the blessing that you've received. That's how you sustain the blessing that you've received. You give God thanks for it. And I look at this keyboard and I think, well, you've got all these keys. And if I were to turn it on and just hit a key, it would give a sound and then that's it. But see, there's also something there called a sustaining pedal. And the sustaining pedal controls volume and also reverberation where it lasts. You hit that sustaining pedal, you hit it, and it's like it's longer. It's not just a quick note and then it's over. Thankfulness is that reverberation, that sustaining pedal. I'm thankful, Lord. Oh, God, I remember, Lord. When I had this and you healed me, you helped me. God, you were there. You ministered my life. Oh, Lord, I, I just thank you and praise you. And, and the whole time, the music's still playing. Reverberation, the pedal's been pressed and on and on. And what would be a one moment has now become days and weeks and years because you realize you've got your foot on the pedal and you want to be thankful for the blessing that you have. How much do you think your Heavenly Father feels about that? If we keep thanking Him from our heart, how how much that blesses the Father and how much the Father want to bless you more because you have a heart of thankfulness. Gratitude broadens the opportunity, my friend. It broadens life for you. And the last statement I'm going to say at the very end of this, and I'm scrolling, is this. You, you expand your world when you live thankful. You expand your world. People who are unthankful, they... They begin to shrink the world and they're isolated. But those who are thankful, those who are unthankful, it, it even, you ever read people, seen people so negative and unthankful that even their body 
body language and their body image changes. They, they begin to take on the very image of how they talk and how they act. But then you have someone who's thankful and they walk around and they've got a smile on their face. Those kind of people I want to hang out with, you know? I want to hang out with those people. Don't you want to hang out with people? That's why the church of Jesus Christ needs to be filled with thankful people. So the world in sin who's never experienced the goodness of God can see the goodness of God through you because you and I are so thankful for what God has done for us. And they'll say, I want some of this. I want, more. I want something you have. And how, and how thankful you are and how what God has done for you. They'll never hear the message of the good news of the gospel if we're not thankful for it. Because we won't ever speak because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It overflows. I say we just need to get a revival in thankfulness. Amen. Would you stand with me? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Will the worship team come on up? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to I give you this line here. I posted it on Facebook. Did you read it? I've had people approach me. Well, they say something. Well, didn't you read it on Facebook? And No, I, I didn't read it on Facebook. So that's why I'm joking about it, okay? You're supposed to stop when I post something and read it, admire it, and then put a like on it. It's very important. I'm joking with you, okay? Thankful people can, can find a blessing, enlarge a blessing, or create a blessing in almost any situation. Negative people can find a burden, enlarge a burden, or create a burden in almost any situation. I want to be a thankful person that enlarges, enlarges and creates an environment for people because I'm, I'm thankful. What has God done for you? I, I love, we, I wish we had the time I could point and you say, what has the Lord done for you in your life? What has the Lord done for you in your life? I'll just point at you. Don't say anything. Just think about it. What has the Lord done in your life? 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 What has he done in your life? What has the Lord done in your life? What has the Lord done in your life? What has, I'll pick on these four. What has the Lord done in your life? Your life. Your life, your life. What has the Lord done? What has the Lord done in your life? He's done a lot, hasn't he? Come on. Just lift your hands toward heaven right now. And just begin to thank him. Say, Lord, you can have me. You can, you can break me, Lord. You can change me. I don't want to be ungrateful. I want to be full of thankfulness, Lord, for you've done so much for me, God. No more negativity. No more griping, complaining. But only praise and thankfulness to you, Lord, for all that you've done for me, Lord. Forgive me, God. When I've griped and I've complained and I've moaned and I've ached about things that 
are not that important. I've forgotten. I've forgotten what you've done for me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. And help me, Lord, to walk in the power of your spirit and the power of your might, O oh Lord. The power of your might, O oh God. Not in the perverted power of negativity and griping, but in the spiritual power of thankfulness, the positive power of your glory. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you need to go home and look at the picture album. Look at where you used to live, where you are now. Look at what you used to drive and what you're driving now. Yeah, look what you used to wear and what you're wearing now. Some of you have pictures of your sick days. You need to look at those and then glorify God for the health days that you have right now. In everything, give thanks. For this is Christ Jesus concerning you. You need to do it. Because sometimes we have a tendency just to forget how far God has really taken us. We serve a good God. And we really ought to give him thanks for putting us in a kingdom that's unshakable and unmovable. I, I think of security in him. Glory to God. Go ahead and sing a little bit. You better do something here. Help me out. Bail me out. Hallelujah. Let's worship him for a moment. Let's sing and glorify the name of the Lord. Why would I worry when giants come calling my name? God is so much bigger than the troubles I face. Why would I hunger for power which is all Hold on to that. My God is so much better than all of these things. Tanya, for Tanya's sister, which which Debbie, Debbie, she's out west. She's in what Georgia? That's sort of west, but down south, she's out of state and she's really sick, really ill, and she needs God to touch her body. Tanya's going to stand in place for her, believe for healing. Just just speak out the name of Debbie right now. Just just stretch your hand forward. Let's just believe right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we anoint you on behalf of Debbie in Jesus' name. Touch and heal her body right now, Lord. She's away from home. She's in Georgia. But, Lord, we're believing in your healing right now and right there. Right now and right there. In the name of Jesus Christ, heal her body. By your stripes, we're healed. By your stripes, we're healed. we thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. For how you've healed over and over and over again. How you touched, we glorify you, God. 
We thank you, Lord, all that you've done, Lord. Oh, we can't list all the things you've done. And in Jesus' name, we ask you, Lord, to just touch Debbie right now and heal her body. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead, Noah. So I won't be shaken. And I won't be moved. Cause my God is faithful. His promise is true. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So I speak to the mountains, boy, it's time to move. Cause my God is bigger and better, stronger and greater. The Lord spoke to me. God spoke to me right here, standing here. He said, there's some people that are having difficulty in that environment of thankfulness because they're dealing with depression. And the Lord says, I want to remove, I want to have them have a breakthrough of depression in this season, this time. For the Lord declares, and he says, I am great and I'm glorious. And I am something to rejoice about. He declares and says, I'll bring you out if you'll step forward. Bring you out of this, this battle. This, there's several, I don't know how many, but you need to just come up here. I'm talking to Christians here. Can Christians get depressed? Oh, yeah. The devil will come at us. We can get depressed emotionally and feel like, man, just, but let me tell you, the message is more greater than the emotion. The message overpowers, truth overpowers any way we feel. And the devil wants to amplify the feeling and God's wanting to amplify the message. And then he'll raise you up out. You'll just believe in Jesus' name. It ain't a sin to be depressed. It's an opportunity for God's going to work in your life. It's not a lack of faith. God knows he's dealing with human beings. He knows that we have frailties. We're in the flesh. We have to live in the flesh and have to overcome the flesh and deal with stuff. He knows that there's issues. And then he knows that there are the ups and downs. He knows that there's loss and grief. And then at times of celebration, others are saying goodbye to somebody. It's, 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 it's not. God knows this. But the Lord says, I want you to know who I am. And allow me where I can reveal myself where you be thankful because I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be in your circumstance. I'll be with you in Jesus' name. Now, how many here have ever been depressed and the Lord brought you out of depression? Oh, isn't he faithful? Oh, yeah, thanking for it. Right now, everybody in the house, everybody's faced depression. Just start thanking God for bringing you out of depression. What he's done, he brought you out of it. He brought you out of it. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, that you're the, you are the one who breaks uh, depression. You're the one, Lord. You've done it for me. You'll do it over and over and over and over again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, that you defeat depression. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to raise your hands like you're going to receive something. <laughs> because you're not broken. You're a vessel, and the Lord wants to fill the vessel and fill you up. Don't go by your feelings. Go by the truth. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The life. Hallelujah. I want you to just lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm reaching, Lord. I know that you've already reached down to me in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak against depression. I speak against depression and a song rise up. A song rise up. A song rise up. Ta-ta-ba-lo-ho. 